0: The old world is dying. The new world struggles to be born. Now is the time of monsters. With those words from Gramsci, as paraphrased by Zizek, I welcome you to the Time of Monsters podcast. Uh, The monster this week is is a familiar one, which is Donald Trump. The situation is a new one, which is that um, it seems like he's having something rare, maybe even unprecedented in his life which is some accountability for his actions. Uh, Trev has been indicted uh, by a grand jury um, in uh, Manhattan. Um, and uh, there's a lot to be said uh, about this case, uh, both in terms of um, what it involves, uh, but also like why he hasn't been uh, indicted for many other things, which are have a greater level of gravity um, uh, but uh, which have uh, gone unpunished and um, the uh, or um, there's no attempt at accountability. And uh, to sort of unpack all this, I'm um, very uh, grateful to have um, Ellie Mostel, the uh, justice uh, correspondent for The Nation magazine and um, author of uh, Let Me Retort. Uh, and um, really one of the best legal commentators I know this, uh, uh, has a real gift for uh, unpacking the um, obscure nature of the law in a way that, like, uh, anyone, um, the general public can understand. So um, now uh, he, Ellie, wrote a very good column, um, which I'm going to link to, which I think everyone should really read because I think it really grounds this discussion. Um, and and it's uh, you know like basically the, the uptake is you know uh, don't get your hopes up. Uh, and so maybe, maybe we can kind of like start with that. Like, I would imagine that most of the people who listen to this podcast, perhaps not all, uh, you know, like uh, uh, are kind of, you know, a little bit gleeful that uh, Trump uh, is the first uh, former president ever to be um, uh, indicted. But um, why, why are you raining on our parade?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, Gee, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, as, as Ralph Waldo Emerson might say, if you cut this monster, you best not miss and, and 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 that is really where we should start the discussion in the context of donald trump being so far to this point teflon right now why has he been teflon why has he been uh, seemingly able to escape uh so many potential uh, uh criminal accountability well for starters it's because nobody's tried it Right. Uh, Donald Trump has been able to get away with what he has gotten away with because law enforcement throughout not just his presidency or post presidency, but law enforcement throughout his criminal life has refused to take the courageous stand and try to bring a rich white man to justice. What we have seen from Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is the first attempt by law enforcement ever in Trump's life, really, to hold him criminally responsible for potential crimes. Now, that's the good part. The bad part is that this is this is a case that, from what we know, and we're, we, we are recording this before the indictment has been unsealed, but from what we know about the activity, Um, This is not the strongest case that's possible against Donald Trump. This all arises out of the alleged hush money payments to actress Stormy Daniels that he he made to her uh, to cover up an affair that he potentially, that he apparently had with her. And the question at the heart of the case is whether or not those payments were um, correctly basically logged for tax purposes or for campaign finance purposes, right? now when you talk about those potential felonies either the tax evasion or, or, or the campaign finance violation violation again, I don't know which way Bragg is going as of this recording. I um, mean he could be going for both for all I know. Um, those have statutes of limitations those have you know there was a certain time during which you were supposed to bring charges of this nature. the the statute of limitations for campaign finance fraud is five years. The statute of limitations for tax evasion generally is three years. And if you start the clock in 2016, when he made the hush money payment, or perhaps 2017 when he logged those payments um, in his accounting records, or perhaps 2018 uh, when uh, those the, the, the potential illegality of those payments became obvious, uh, thanks to the testimony of former lawyer, Michael Cohen, none of that gets you to 2023. So that's that that's your first huge problem here it's hard for for brett it's a difficult argument to say that these charges fall within the statute of limitations on the crimes trump has apparently committed yeah so the. the. Um, as I understand it, is there like a kind of maybe a novel
0: legal theory that because he couldn't have been charged as president, uh, the the clock should actually start with on January twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's, uh, could that could that be the 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 argument?
1: Yeah, I I I again, I I really want to see how how Bragg argues this because he does have there there is an argument and and that's that's where it starts right. Um, but remember. The, the idea that Trump couldn't be prosecuted while he was president the, uh, you know, the OLC memo that apparently tied Robert Mueller's hands to all of that applies to federal prosecution right. So, the theory from the OLC memo is that from 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 the Department of Justice, is that the Department of Justice, and it's, you know, the people who report to it like federal prosecutors in New York could not charge a sitting president right that's because they work for the president that's the theory well if they couldn't charge a sitting president then the theory is that the statute of limitations had to pause while he's the sitting president that's a good argument that's an argument that's never been tested because we've never had a situation where the Department of Justice didn't charge somebody because they were president. We haven't ever tested whether or not the statute of limitations pauses while they're president. It makes sense logically, but lots of time the law doesn't follow the logic. So we don't know yet. It's a, Fundamentally, it's an untested case. But Bragg has an even bigger problem than that. Because again, the, the, the this idea that he could be charged or not while president would only apply to the feds bragg was is a local prosecutor local prosecutors state prosecutors could have brought charges against trump even while he was president i know that because i'm old enough to remember paula jones and i'm old (laughs) enough to remember bill clinton getting sued by paula jones and having to right so we know that current sitting presidents can in fact be held accountable by state prosecutors, right? So the idea that Brad that Brad couldn't charge Trump while he was president for for him to make that argument, he has to go with the idea, and this is where I think he's going, that Trump was out of state, what with living in Mar-a-Lago or 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 or, or Washington D.C. Um, and continuously unavailable. Maybe he was, but you know. Trump went to New York while he was president, right? <laughs> like he's, he's been there before. The idea that, you know, the statute of limitations pauses on state prosecutions when you're out of state under the theory that the state prosecutors don't know where you are. We knew where Trump was. We've always known where Trump was, right? So again, this argument that even though they knew where he was, he was continuously unavailable, uh, it's a theory i'm not saying that it can't work i'm not saying that it's definitely wrong but we don't know that it's right
0: okay so i i think i think you really uh i you know some of the difficulties of uh this case and i think the other point that you made in your column um uh, which is worth bearing in mind is that there, are like other ongoing investigations because trump did a lot of things that as the very, you know, one were really generous, you could say, you know, skirted at the, you know, borders of the law, <laughs> if they went beyond it. And I, I think listeners might um, remember the Mueller report, uh, which, you know, whatever one can say about the uh, Russia gate investigation, the Mueller report documented, you know, um, pretty clear cut cases of obstru- obstruction of justice on the part of Trump. And I actually remember. Um, you know, when it, uh, the issue of impeachment came up, there were people who were saying, well, wh- uh, why should we impeach him on this? Um, why not just wait till after he's president and he could, uh, you know, he'll be charged like any other normal citizen? And he hasn't been charged like any other normal citizen. Um, there's also the issue like in the Georgia case, um, where he seemed to like, you know, pretty clearly try to interfere with a, an election election. Uh, uh, official, uh, you know, and there's it's a little matter of January sixth, twenty twenty one, where like many, many people, uh, upwards of a thousand, have been charged uh, for the storming of the Capitol, and it seems a bit bizarre that the the person who urged on, <laughs> the person who's the center of that whole activity, has not been brought to justice. So I really want your thoughts on this. Like, like, like why is it that uh, Alvin Bragg? is the one that's gone forward with this, when, you know, like, there seems to be some, like, uh, and these are not, like, you need to Holmes to conduct a new investigation. These are things that are pretty well documented. Like,
1: what do you, well, what do you think is going on there? These are questions that you just asked that I would love to ask Attorney General Merrick Garwin. Unfortunately, Merrick, at the moment, isn't taking my calls, so I don't, have a great answer for any of this, right? But certainly one of the questions I have for Merrick Carlin is why hasn't he moved forward on any number of charges that he could have brought to Trump and to my mind should have been ready to bring to Trump within months of assuming the office of attorney general? We will start where you started with the Mueller report. And the Mueller report. Outlined 10 instances of obstruction of justice, and Mueller was fairly clear that the only reason why he didn't charge Trump with those 10 instances of, of obstruction of justice was because Trump was the sitting president. Well, as of January 20th, 2021, he was no longer the sitting president, so I want to know why Trump wasn't charged with what was already in the Mueller report on January 21st, 2021. And Merrick Garland doesn't have a good answer for that. As far as one can read the statute, it looks like now the statute of limitations has lapsed on all of those charges for the Mueller report, which means that he arguably can now never be charged for the Mueller report stuff. And Merrick Garland has never answered her direct question as to why, that's problem number one. Problem number two, we're already talking, we're talking about this Stormy Daniels, you know, uh, uh, a hush money payment case let's all remember Michael Cohen went to jail behind all of this Michael Cohen went to federal jail behind all of this Michael Cohen was prosecuted by federal attorneys and went to jail for his role in this why wasn't Trump prosecuted by federal attorneys for his role in in all of this again yeah if you want to say that Bill Barr prevented prosecutions from happening while Trump was President okay Why didn't Merrick Garland pick up the ball on January 20th, right? Why weren't there charges waiting for Trump in SDNY on January 21st when they already had all the evidence they got from the Michael Cohen investigation? We don't know the answer to that. You brought up January 6th. Merrick Garland has been, as a classic prosecutor, to me, a classic bad prosecutor. He's got a whole lot of chest-thumping, throw-the-book-at-him-dano heat for low-level button men who showed up to attack the Capitol doesn't seem to have a lot of heat from the mastermind of it all. So we're still waiting to see if that investigation goes anywhere. Now, we do know that the feds are working on this espionage investigation. This is the special counsel Jack Smith trying to get Mike Pence to testify, trying to get to uh, trying to get to the bottom of Trump's mishandling of classified documents. I believe I am on record as saying this that uh jack smith will eventually charge trump with something regard because of this scheme if only to justify jack smith's existence i think he will charge him with something at some point on 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 the mishandling of classified documents not clear if jack is doing anything when it comes to january 6. so that is an indictment hopefully that we have to look forward to and then you also brought up the where i think is trump's largest legal exposure the election fraud that he committed, the attempted election fraud that he committed in Georgia. I say committed as opposed to allegedly committed because we have him on tape doing it, right? (laughs) This is not, this is not a, a theory. He says on tape, all I need to find is exactly the number of votes to overturn the election. He's caught on tape trying to commit
0: get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts That's stamps.com code program
1: election fraud that is happening under Fannie willis the local district attorney for fulton county um uh uh, uh georgia which is the district that includes uh, atlanta I think those indictments and those charges are coming as well at some point that and trump will not be able to escape those charges and those to me are the most serious. uh, The most serious charges that he has out there, so he he's in legal jeopardy, but the the problem is and this is kind of the second part of my article or a lot of stuff that i've written um, recently. Now you got to play the game, how long does it take to go from charges. To trial. How long does it take to go from trial to conviction? How long does it take to go from conviction to appeals and accountability? And when you start to play the timeline out, what you see is it's very unlikely that Trump will face any accountability on any of these charges before he is the Republican nominee for president again. And that creates a whole different kind of kettle of concerns. Yeah, no, no, exactly, exactly,
0: and uh, um, I, I mean, I guess as you all say, just as delayed is just as denied. Uh, and, uh, I think, I think what you uh, outlined uh, both here and in your columns is there's been a real process of delays of sort of tracking on the part of um, you know the re- the relevant authorities, um, uh, and, and and often that means like running out the clock uh and it also like gets into the sort of political um matter. And I this is something I, I sort of took up, which is uh, in my most recent column as well, which is that the um we've already seen that this is going to become a political issue uh partially because of you know, Trump's usual thing, well, this is a deep state conspiracy uh, to go uh, against me. Um, and there's some evidence that there's a rallying effect among Republicans and that Trump's rise, in the polls, um, in the primaries, has uh, recently been due to you know the greater legal attention he's getting, but it goes beyond Trump because what we saw over the weekend was you know like virtually every visible public Republican, you know, mm-hmm. from Ron DeSantis to like Lindsey Graham uh, to uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, like ben all huh? yeah exactly yeah yeah taking the you know Trump's basic stand, which is is a political prosecution, which I think, you know, if one takes the Republicans at their word, then this has to become a political matter. This has to be like whoever runs for the Republican nomination has to say, you know, like this is uh, uh, the, the Democrats are unfairly and not the Democrats, the SOROS controlled Democrats <laughs> are, are uh, corrupting the legal system. And that, that's going to become an an, an issue um in the matter and i have to say if there's any federal indictments then the issue of presidential pardon i think comes into play as well um so yeah i just uh, just foresee like you know um the election trump is going to be trump's um uh legal status is going to be an election issue and I, i can't see how there's any way around that i don't know what are your thoughts
1: on that of course it's an election issue it's always been an election issue it's always been a political issue where i push back on on the people being like oh it's political now is that the fact that trump hasn't been charged to this point is political yeah anybody who was not politically connected who cheated on their taxes who made a a campaign finance violation would have been prosecuted already one of the things that the republicans are running around doing right now is that they're saying like oh if it could happen to trump it could happen to you yes indeed <laughs> if you paid a porn star money and lied about it on your tax returns it could also happen to you and in fact would happen to you and in fact did happen does happen to other political fix uh, figures you know i'm old enough to remember elliot spitzer like the, the, this this uh, public corruption is a thing that gets prosecuted and the only reason why trump hasn't been prosecuted for it yet is political. So that's number one. Number two, it really shows you how in thrall the entire Republican Party, not just the hard right MAGA wing, but the entire Republican Party is to Donald Trump and how afraid they are of him. Because instead of doing this whole like, oh, it's deep state, it's Soros, it's whatever. If these people were tough, if these people were, were, were really committed to any kind of like social contract instead of going after the rule of law they would simply say i'm i i am looking forward to to my president donald trump having his day in court and i'm confident he'll win this is a the brag case at least like i'm saying jeet it's a case he can win he's got legitimate um um legal defenses that he could deploy. And if you're Glenn Youngkin, I don't understand why you don't say like, well, you know, I think Trump is right here. I think this is time barred. And I don't think this is a, I think Trump is gonna beat the rap. Why can't you say that? Why do you have to go all, oh, it's the George Soros that got to the crazy woke lip. Like, why do you have to do that? Why, show some confidence, man, and say that, yeah, I think Trump is gonna beat the, I'm glad he's gonna have his day in court, like any citizen, like every citizen is entitled to, and I expect him to win. It's a it's a completely legitimate argument that Trump can beat the Bragg charges. Of course, the reason why they're not doing that is because they know when you're Glenn young and when you're Jim Jordan, when you're Ron DeSantis, you know that it's not just the Brag charges, it's the Fannie Willis charges, it's the Jack Smith charges. it's all the other stuff coming that they're trying to muddy the waters now, even though this is a case they can beat. Potentially. I'm not saying they should, they can't, they will be. And I'm saying even though this is a case where Trump has some legitimate defenses, because they know that there are all these other cases coming where Trump does not have any legitimate defenses.
0: Yeah, no, that's such a great point. And it, um, uh, I mean, I I think that it's partially what you, uh, as you suggest, uh, as a protective measure against later things, but I think it also really just goes back to how Trump has um, treated uh, the whole issue of the rule of law from the beginning. And I think it's deeply embedded in the way he reacts to things, which is that, you know, if um, he's ever investigated, uh, uh, you know, to go after the legitimacy of the um, person doing it. And I think what we've really seen is the way in which the whole GOP has become Trumpized. That it is a really, mm-hmm. you know, it's a MAGA party now. Um, because you know, they're much <laughs>
1: you know, you, you could make much better arguments for them than they are making themselves. Uh, and, uh, it's, I uh, like it's one of the uh, things I don't like about this story is that I feel like I am being co-opted into Trump's legal defense just to point out some of the arguments that Republicans should be pointing out, but they can't because they're so desperate to 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 call into question the legitimacy of the system itself that they can't be bothered to argue within the contours of the system, some mm. legitimate defenses. They're, yeah. they're really not doing They're doing him almost a disservice. But you know, you can't say that because they're doing him a disservice because they are afraid of him and because they are afraid of his voters and because they would rather go out on this. The entire government is the entire rule of law is illegitimate than simply having, you know, requiring Trump to stand on his own two, two feet and defend himself
0: yeah no i mean this whole argument is very uh, that they're pursuing and the way that, that they're pursuing it i think gets at um the sort of heart of trumpism which is this idea that you know, we own the country. We're the people who, you know, we, the sort of, you know, uh, MAGA Trump-based, those sort of, you know, white Christians, you know, like, this the, the, this country belongs to us and it's been stolen by, you know, those other people. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones that are owned by George Soros and, uh, and, uh, and various other, you know, um, uh, very racist things that uh, Trump has said about the uh, various uh, investigators. And, and so basically... If that's your premise that you know, like really America belongs to uh tr- Trump and the white Christians, then any investigation is illegitimate, right? Like you can't, you know, it's like um uh you, you, uh they're the owners. This is their house, they set the rules. Uh and that is what the argument that Trump is basically making: that you know, like I'm the master, uh I I I I can't be charged. And it's not it's just Trump. That would be one thing. But it's the entire Republican Party has bought into this line of argument.
1: And they're not even being subtle about it. I mean, as you've seen already, he's Trump is attacking the judge um judge marshall is is a uh, the the judge overseeing the case is an american of colombian descent and he's going right after the judge hates me like there's no evidence of that whatsoever but it's the same thing that he did with uh judge curial during the uh during the campaign like he's he's found a brown judge and now it's all the judge's fault even though the judge hasn't said or done anything to show bias either way um, you saw the picture that he had of Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg is an African-American man. You know, Trump is posting pictures of him standing behind Bragg with a baseball bat. I mean, these are not, the MAGAs are not subtle about their racism. <laughs> it's just the mainstream media that likes to make excuses for their racism that muddies the waters a bit. But, like, Trump knows, Trump and his people know what they're doing. And they know exactly who that kind of rhetoric and those kinds of, that kind of imagery appeals to, and it happens to be their base. Yeah, no, I,
0: I think that's right. I think that this gets us maybe just where we can kind of end up um, the discussion. But I think that there's a real, you know, uh, dilemma for uh, those of us on our side where, you know, I don't necessarily want to... Um, uh fasten myself to the mast of the uh, uh, these particular charges and the case that uh, Alvin Bragg is bringing because I just don't know. Like I think it's good to actually be agnostic about these things and just say, like, you know, I don't know if the evidence is there uh, or not, And there could be for a reason that you've I think really explained very well ways in which Trump can get off um on this legitimate ways. But having said that, the very uh, fact that Trump is not pursuing the legitimate, legal strategy that as an american citizen he's entitled to and you know what one would cheer on like you know like you're allowed to use the, um uh all these rights that you have um you know in a legal defense he's not going with that route he's going the route of you know basically uh, race baiting and um race baiting to delegitimize and race baiting with the implicit assumption that um you know i i, I, I America does not po- belongs to me. Uh, America belongs to me, Donald Trump, a white man. And, you know, like an America where an Alvin Bragg, a, an African-American man can prosecute me is not a legitimate country. Like that is the argument Trump is making. And I think that is where he has to be opposed, you know, beyond the, uh, rather than in the sort of technicalities of the law, which, uh, you know, you and I can agree uh, could go either way and that there are many other cases against it. But yeah, I think I, mean, I, like- I think the political argument, that you know the racism of Trump's uh, legal defense,
1: I, I I think that's where we have to go after him on. I mean, look, I, I it's an all of the above kind of situation, right? Like you, yeah, you absolutely have to call out and stand against the racism and the bigotry where it is, um, and when Trump brings it up, um, you also have to to call out and, and point out. Um, Again, I'm kind of making the best case argument for Donald Trump, you know, but it's also entirely legitimate to go after him for where he's weak on the law. This is, again, a crime that he committed. I'm just (laughs) saying they maybe committed it, you know, it's not that this case is too little, it's just a little bit too late. Um, But these are, these are crimes that he committed and crimes that he he should have been prosecuted for and crimes that any other person would be prosecuted for. And I think where where you end up, or at least where I end up, is that this is, we are now getting to kind of the acid test of the system between a person like me and a, 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 and the institutionalists that I feel like I have been fighting for the past eight years, right? If the institutionalists are right, and if the system holds, then Trump will be held accountable for this, for the election fraud, for the espionage, he'll be held accountable for all of it, and this is all coming to fruition, right? If the institutionalists are right, we are now in the end game. If I've been right all along, then what's what we're seeing is how Trump has fully hacked the system and used deployed the tactics of racism, bigotry, delay, wealth, and everything else at his disposal to once again escape justice until he can recloak himself in the power of the presidency, which is what he'll be trying to do in the 2024 election.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's right. Uh, um, I want to thank Ellie once again for like, you know, uh, appearing and for really like, uh, uh, I I think, some of the uh, most far reaching thinking uh, on this subject. Thank you so much, Jeet.